Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. So my guest today is a repeat guest, not only on this series of the podcast, but since 2018, I think it's 2018, I've been getting her on to talk all things health and fitness with me. In 2020, we started an online coaching business together called The EC Method, which is the best slash worst name ever, in case you didn't know. EC. God, do you remember when we started it? It was the EC Blueprint, and then we were yeah. like... That's an awful name. <laughs> yeah, but the EC method, actually, you know what? It works for what it is. It's still not the best though. Yeah, it stands for the Emma and Chloe method. And now we have one of the most successful online coaching businesses in the UK. And thankfully, and more importantly, a hell of a lot of very happy clients, predominantly women, who we are extremely proud of. So, welcome back to the podcast, Emma Story Gordon. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. You came all the way from Scotland. All the way! <laughs> and you're thinking of moving here. Yeah. I mean, the day that Emma moves to London, it's going to be so much fun for me. She'll just, you'll just sit there and watch me get drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be a Friday night thing. Um, okay. So, we thought it might be, um, and we've done this before. But with every year, the EC method grows and changes into something different. And we wanted to use this podcast to talk through exactly what the EC method is. Um, We're not actually convinced that outside of our online health and fitness bubble, that people really have any understanding of what it is that we do and how we can actually help so many people. I think we're, what, somewhere in the region of 8,000 now in three and a half years. So, okay, Emma, let me throw it to you. Why did we create the EC method? Very good question. And I think before we get onto that, I think online coaching in general, I think you're right that people don't fully understand Mm. what it is and why they'd get it. And there's still quite a notion of like, well, how would you coach people online? And I think lockdown kind of helped that. Yeah. But I think it's also the realisation that when people come to us for specific goals like fat loss, body recomposition, getting off this like yo-yo dieting cycle, Mm -hmm. that's better achieved Mm -hmm. online than one hour session of exercise with a personal trainer which and I'm not poo-pooing that like that's where we both started Mm. and it's amazing for what it is and getting people confident exercising working on form but is it the best method of changing behaviors which is the fundamental to actually get people fat like sustainable fat loss results no and it's why so many people spend a lot of money on personal trainers yeah. And don't get the results that they were looking for, they were hoping for. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I guess that's why we used an online coaching platform. And then the way that we've done the EC method means that we can work with 8,000 women. Like, I mean, both yeah. of us starting as personal trainers, there's no way I could have ever dreamed no. of working with that many people. No. It's completely impossible. Yeah. It's amazing. It's incredible. And I, I think just to touch on your first point, What's interesting is, is, you know, both Emma and I have been face-to-face PTs like on the ground in the trenches for years before we started any kind of online coaching businesses or anything really online at all. 
And what's interesting is that when you see a client once or twice a week for an hour, they come and you do like a workout with them and there might be like various points, you know, in between sets in their rest period where they say, you know, it's something I just, I keep, I keep going out and just kind of like fucking the diet up or I don't know, get into a fight with my husband. And before I know it, I'm like raiding the fridge and, and you have two minutes really to be like, oh yeah, that's really common. Have you tried that? Whereas with online coaching, your coach is available to you 24 seven. And that means that when you are having consistently, you know, every, every other day or every day, a real struggle not to finish off all your kids' food and then blow your calories and stick to that, you consistently have someone to reach out to and say, this keeps happening. Can you help me? And Emma and I on the other, on the receiving end of your message, sit down and we've got 20 minutes to have a tete-a-tete. <laughs> your favourite. Emma loves it when I say things like that. <laughs> and to have a tete-a-tete, to have a back and forth, to have a conversation, to implement a plan, a solution. Let's try it and see what happens. Two days later, okay, it worked. Okay, it didn't work. Okay, let's go again. So it makes sense that actually, and again, I was really hesitant to do online coaching because for the exact same reason that Emma kind of touched on, didn't think it would work. I've never had such a good results out of clients in my whole life because we finally are able to tackle and challenge bad food behaviors, body image hangups um, on a day-to-day personal level as opposed to in a gym setting for two minutes. Yeah, it allows you to reflect and review and actually assess what's going on as opposed to, should I be having carbs like in between sets and on a bench press like you're never going to get yeah like really in-depth coaching advice yeah coaching yeah. essentially yeah yeah okay so go on so the reason that we created the ec method was the first ever podcast i came on yeah and there was just so much interest in online coaching after that that i basically tried to persuade you for yeah. probably a whole year that yeah. this was a good idea yeah. and then i think when you finally had time between books and yeah all the other incredible things that you do then you're like, yeah, all right, let's give it a go. Yeah, I was like, am I just, <laughs> I just remember sitting on the toilet sending you voice notes being like, just A, don't really have the time. B, don't really know how I feel about group coaching anyway. And then it was, yeah, and then everything quietened down. I think I just finished editing my fourth book, 2020. Yeah, my fourth book in 2020. And you were still blowing up my phone. You're like a dog with a bone. You just would not quit. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, this bitch. I was like, you know what? I really like you. I really trust you. Like Emma's one of the only coaches in the world. I mean, I can count on one hand who I would work with. And I was like, you know what? I trust her. I like her. She makes me laugh. Fine. We'll just do it. Went for it. I have never had so much fun. The relationship that we cultivate with clients, we are like fret like best friends we tell each other everything like oh god I'm like absolutely terrified at the amount of people that might listen or who have, have access to the easy method podcast I'm like I say a lot of shit on that I know whenever you meet someone and they're like oh I listen to the podcast I'm, I'm like, like oh crap oh, especially wow. if they're in our industry and I'm like have we dug you out <laughs> did you know we were talking about you oh my god um no so it's um it's incredible. Like it's such a good vibe. And I, I, I really, I know I sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but I really think we do our clients such a, a good service and they, and that's why they stay. We have like a 70% client return rate. And I just think that's the biggest compliment in the world. And of course now we're what, three and a half years in. And one of our clients asked us last week, can I just ask how long are you guys going to go for? Cause it would be nice to know how long I can stay for. And we were like indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're geriatric coaches. And I think the beauty of it is, like you said at the start, like it's changed so many times because we keep trying to improve it, mm-hmm. but also because we keep growing as coaches as well. Like yeah. what we knew two years ago, yeah, 
like, I mean, we've got so much more experience now. You've had a baby, you've <laughs> baby. been qualified, like, yeah. pre and postnatal. Yeah. I've done a lot of menopause work. Like, and then I guess as our clients grow and age and have different experiences, like, yeah. we use that as a reason to go and find out more about that. And Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think with every passing year, we'll add something on, whether it's something you get when you sign up. So just, just so people understand, it's an eight-week online coaching platform. You get workouts on the app, which we change throughout the round. They include home body weight, home weighted and gym workouts. You can also do your own workouts if you have this specific performance goal in mind or if you just really like going to your Pilates twice a week, fine. We have a foundation, which applies to everybody when it comes to nutrition. Uh, so things, boxes you have to tick, we call them non-negotiables. Every day are protein, fruit, veg, dietary fats, ideally. Also, we do tackle food behaviors. We don't want any of our clients depriving themselves of any of their favorite things. We just want them to accept that there's an appropriate calorie range for them and to try and stay within that range. Those are our kind of nutritional non-negotiables. We have a Facebook group where uh, a lot of people who think that they're not going to use it for this end up falling in love with it and it actually ends up being the reason they stay. We have an incredible community of women, again, as Emma said, all going through various things, whether it's getting ready for a physique photo shoot, running their first marathon, being pregnant for the first time, going through perimenopause. Um, they're all in it together and they support each other. And Emma and I go on there twice a week, every week, and we do hour-long Q&As with our clients, which also go out as podcasts. We call it group coaching. It is also one-to-one -one coaching. You get direct access to us every day. And at this point, we've got a combined 24 years now of coaching mm. between us. There's very little that we haven't had to go away and educate ourselves on in order to coach clients through it. And there's very little that we haven't actually had personal experience with working in the body at this point, as well as professional. What are some of the things that you and I have seen constantly and consistently, especially with women, um, that we wanted to try and alleviate? So I think we always have this tagline of the EC method of like, it's the last diet you'll ever need, right? Mm -hmm. Partly because it's not, a diet in the sense that most people think of a diet as in there's no fixed start point and end point saying that it's an eight-week program yeah. but the whole point is like we've had people that have been on we've had people that have been on from the start so yeah. two years right yeah. so you can stay as long as you are getting benefit from it and the whole point is it isn't this usual eight-week quick fix yeah and then you go off put the weight back on and then come back like we really wanted to help people lose weight and maintain weight loss and this is because we realised that most people don't have an issue losing weight. Yeah. They have an issue maintaining the weight that they've lost. Yeah. And every client that we have has dieted before, has lost weight before. In fact, most of them come to us saying, I've spent the last 30 years of my life dieting. Yeah. Like on a diet or off a diet, this kind of all or nothing mentality. And we really wanted to break that down so that people actually get results yeah. and actually maintain those results and don't feel this pressure to diet all the time and our whole approach is like it, it's not restrictive because you're choosing it yeah like, no one's forcing you to do this this is an empowered choice that you're making as opposed to enforcing these constraints on yourself and the same action can feel completely different depending on how you're thinking about it so yeah. this is why it often comes across quite like woo-woo, but like you know, <laughs> mindset is such an important thing. Huge. But if you're telling yourself you cannot have the cheesecake yeah. because you're on a diet and that's not on the diet versus <laughs> actually saying no to that cheesecake is saying yes to my goals at the moment. Yeah. And that's the choice I'm making. That's an empowered choice because I've got this goal. Yeah. 
it feels completely different, yeah. but the action might be the same. So your mindset and intent behind these things is so important. And then all this kind of nuance is what we wanted to get across in the EC method. Yeah. yeah. And it's why we spend so long on podcasts explaining it because you can't just say that to someone once and they're like, oh, my relationship oh, yeah. with food is fixed. No, there's no sound, but it's not sexy. Mm. Emma and I are evidence-based coaches and any evidence-based coach will tell you that the answer, the only soundbite answer we can give you is it depends. This, this, we literally can't, we don't work in absolutes. We work in questions, answers, dependencies, caveats, and it's impossible It's impossible to market, which is why we need long form content like podcasts in order to market. Um, and, you know, just on what Emma just said, it's really interesting. We were talking before we came here because we had lunch, brunch, didn't we? we Casual did. legacy brunch. Um, we're talking before we came here. It's like, everybody knows what to do now. You eat less, you move more, you exercise, you want to cut out carbs, fine. We won't go into why that might work for you as opposed to, you know, reducing calories. Same thing in a nutshell. There we go. Yeah. It's the same. You all know what to do. You all know what to do. You all know what to do to lose body fat. You eat less, you move more, whatever. So why isn't everybody in the physique shape that they want to be in? And it's because it's not about numbers. It's not about how many times a week you go to the gym. It's not about how many steps a day you hit. It's not about how many calories you're consuming. It's about behavior. And I'm sorry, but we have yet to meet a client who has managed to fix kind of a behavioral issue with food or a a pattern that they have with food on their own. You need coaching. And the reason why you need coaching is because you need objectivity. You need somebody to be able to step back and see what is it like the 10,000 foot view or whatever it is and say, okay, I can see it something happening here. Why don't we try this? Why don't we try that? And you have someone to go back to consistently and say, okay, that didn't work. That did work. That didn't work. That did work. And, and also you need the accountability. It really helps when there's someone else other than you to be accountable to, because you can keep your own secret. But you need to either you need to make a decision when it comes to being open and honest with a professional who's helping you get somewhere. Yeah, and I think it can be quite lonely mm-hmm. trying to do it yourself. Or there's there's often like this story that especially a lot of our clients have told themselves for years of they'll never lose weight or they always put the weight back on or dieting doesn't work for them. And usually it's that the diet has failed them because of how, like most diets are set up to fail, right? They've got an end point. So once you finish this, it's like, well, if you don't maintain that, you're obviously just going to revert back Mm -hmm. to the body that you had at the start if you revert back to those behaviours. And that's, again, why we focus so much on not forcing people into doing things, not having like restrictive diets, focusing on the mindset, focusing on things that they can actually maintain and then Mm -hmm. breaking down those behaviours around food because... That's what's actually going to get your results. So many people think that it's the secret calorie number that they need. And what you were saying, like people know what to do, but sometimes people overcomplicate things almost as a reason. Like this whole push towards like personalized nutrition based on your genetics or certain targets and just overcomplicating the whole process when actually most people that are attracted to that just need to start eating just like a a little bit like you know like yeah smartening up their diet a little bit it's true the pendulum swing is not serving you so it's very easy the all or nothing mindset is so easy you're either on a diet or off a diet and it's easy because you say yes or you say no and there's no murky watercolor in between any of that there's no gray area the really hard part read the food behaviors and keeping the weight off long term is striking that that balance, that middle area. And again, balance, it's different for everybody. But ultimately, it's about understanding that you don't have to never eat chocolate again, never drink half a bottle of wine with your partner again on a Saturday night. 
you can still have all of these things and enjoy your diet the majority of the time, lose the weight, keep the weight off. And actually you don't have to swing between on a diet, off a diet. So for example, I said this the other day, someone was like uh, a girl on one of my Instagram Q and A's was like, how do you still live like quite a party girl lifestyle? Because I just got mm. back from a Hindu, a four-day Hindu in Ibiza. And obviously he was uploading photos. Like I was 18 on Facebook. How do you live this party girl lifestyle and still work in health and fitness and still stay in shape? And I was like, because this whole thing that you either, you're either on a diet or off a diet, this false dichotomy is the reason why so many people can't A, get in shape and B, keep it off. If I look at my week, if I go out one day a week or one night a week, and have a bit of fun, you know, boozing or have like a big kind of gastronomic dinner with my husband. That's 14% of my week overall. If I go on two week-long holidays in Ibiza, like party, booze, the whole thing, two week-long holidays in Ibiza every year, that's something like 3% of my year. It's honestly, it, it, the, the fact that people don't understand that you can do it do both, but you just have to be smart about which one exceeds the other um, is the reason why so many people think they can't do it. And there's actually great joy to be found in letting your hair down and having some fun for, let's say, just arbitrary numbers here, a week, and then getting back on it for three weeks, like being like, no, 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 I have my fun. There's real joy in that kind of, we call it the row sale approach. Um, and it works in the short and medium and long term. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I think a real like eye-opening thing for a lot of our clients has been realizing that your results come from averages. Yeah. And it kind of goes against this all or nothing mentality where you're yeah. like, oh, I've gone two calories over my target. Yeah. May as well start again tomorrow, <laughs> even though... May go 2002 and then you're like, no, no, yeah. no, now you did the problem. Yeah. Exactly. And actually, you know, most people are still in a deficit when they think that they've messed up their diet. They're just in a smaller deficit because they've gone slightly over their calories. Yeah. But really explaining that... And then it it reduces like the anxiety and then further eating that you feel if you do go out for a meal and it was more than what you expected or you go on holiday and you're like, hey, but I have the rest of the year to lose this weight again if I do put on a little bit. Yeah. But usually once you take that restriction off, you realize that you don't want to eat five ice creams in a day. Yeah. And actually one was enough. And like you're saying, there's, there's, a, there's joy in that. Like it's not an indulgence anymore. Yeah. If you're having it all the time. Yeah. Like you'll actually, and there's research behind this as well. Really cool study on chocolate and one group uh, abstain from chocolate for a week mm. and the other group are told to eat chocolate every day for a week. Mm -hmm. And then they eat chocolate on the last day mm -hmm. and the groups that abstain enjoy it significantly more yeah. than the groups that always have it. And yeah. that's not being like, all. I'm like, actually, if you just have less of something, yeah. your enjoyment of it will increase and then it gives you a chance to look forward to it yeah and the research behind that is amazing that you get 50 percent of the joy from your holiday from the anticipation of your holiday yeah oh yeah now, if you are always just like willy-nilly like going for whatever the cheesecake whatever it is 
you don't actually appreciate it as much because you haven't had the anticipation of it. If you're like, I cannot wait for that one incredible cheesecake that I've been thinking about all week, you're getting some of the joy from it before you've even had it. Yeah, it's amazing. Some of the psychological data around food behaviours and food enjoyment, we all talk about it all the time, the yoghurt study, Mm. the milkshake study, now the chocolate study, new one coming in hot. Um, It's, you're not, you're not going to get the best results that you can get in the long term if you over restrict. Um, so Emma and I, we have a bit, we have bones of contention, plural, Chloe with everything. We have bones of contention with diet culture. And this is completely equated. We hate the fact that people, women, especially when they join the EC method for the first time, a lot of them don't even need to lose any body fat. They don't even, but they are there because they think that they have to perpetually be on a diet. They have to perpetually be watching what they eat or not, or they're watching what they eat or they're not. And it's like, okay, this is ridiculous. We need to give you, we need to give you a new view of your life, your body, your enjoyment of food, health and fitness, your enjoyment of your social life. We need, we need an overhaul. We do this a lot, but on equal parts or in equal parts, I say, we also hate anti-diet messaging. This kind of really big influx of the moment of, and this we love, you know, learn to love your body, learn to accept your body. But the majority of women who have tried that and have then come to us are like, I tried it, it didn't work. I'm, you know, significantly over a healthy BMI range. I'm significantly over what I know I would feel comfortable in my own skin. The self-love thing, it sounds great in theory, in practice, it doesn't work. Maybe for some women, and I don't want to project that onto everyone, for the majority of women, and I speak from, like we say, in the last three and a half years, 8,000 experience, it doesn't work. So how do we teach women to take care of their bodies, love their bodies, and live their lives? Um, and this is what we this is what we mean when we say it's not an eight-week challenge. It is not that. This is actual lifestyle coaching around food, diet, exercise, and your lifestyle. So I just wanted to touch on that. Yeah, I think that's really important. I had a question recently that was like, should I feel bad about wanting to diet to go on holiday? And it's weird that it's got to that point of, Mm. well, I want to feel better in my own body. I want to do it for health. I, I think, again, it comes back to intent. If you're doing it because you're like, society will only accept me if I look a certain way and I feel this huge pressure to do it and I don't really want to do it. That's very different to I want to be a little bit leaner and and I feel better when I'm that way and I'm doing it from a place of love. And then what Mm -hmm. I think is the weirdest thing, there is no higher form of self-love than diet and exercise. Like there's actually nothing that will make you genuinely feel better when done the right way, not when you're restricting to 1200 calories and like avoiding social occasions, but when you're fueling yourself properly Mm -hmm. and you're eating fruit and veg and you're hitting your fat target and you're you know, like really taking care of your diet and you're focusing on maybe like minimizing the processed foods and focusing on whole foods. That's been shown even in research with depression to improve mood and to actually be very effective. Oh yeah. And then yet we've we've turned it into a negative now. Oh no. And this is the thing, like so I'm someone who suffered from generalized anxiety disorder since I was in my early twenties. And part of the reason why, and this is what I mean, I get really angry with social media, the amount of people on there who are like you shouldn't have to control your diet. You shouldn't have to, you know, you shouldn't have to look at it with with constant like disciplinary action. And I'm like, well, hang on. When I when I started taking care of my body and I started actually caring what I was eating and I started caring whether or not I was working out, my mental health issues went from pretty fucking bad to completely manageable 
I would say within two months. Um, which thank God, because I really didn't want to have to go on medication. And I was definitely heading that down that route because it was really messing up my day-to-day life. Um, and if I hadn't found that discipline and that control, I it wouldn't have gone very well for me. I would have ended up on medication. I don't know how bad it would have got. But um, the fact that I could actually, I guess, pull on some some strength, some, some self-respect, some self-discipline and implement kind of a diet and exercise routine really aided my mental health. Now, caveat to that, there did come a point where all of a sudden it switched from being like that to me becoming overly focused on my appearance. And as soon as I caught that happening, and those of you who've been listening to the podcast since it started will know this or recall when I had Hayley Madigan on to talk Mm. about this and very honestly talked about how I was at a wedding, a rugby wedding in Fiji and I messaged her and I was like, you got to help me. I'm not okay. And I don't want to go down this path. I've never, thankfully, never suffered with an eating disorder and I absolutely had no interest in it. I said, you got to help me. And she did. Um, And I pulled back and I went into a targeted time of food neutrality, not dieting, still very much taking care of my body from a from a exercise standpoint and a nutrition standpoint but not looking at calories in energy balance anything like that just taking care of it and it really helped and then I got pregnant had Bodhi and now I'm in a fantastic place with it um but there is so much to be said for that discipline and that self-control which is now often so looked down on especially by the female social media community that a lot of people can say actually save their lives yeah and I think it's often people's own experiences that they push on other people yeah probably from well-meaning standpoints of yeah when I used to go to the gym five times a week that was really negative and yeah. I was doing it to burn off my breakfast yeah whereas actually some people are like I'm doing it because I want to feel my best yeah and, and like I said there's no higher form of self-care than diet and exercise like both from a mental health standpoint or a physical health standpoint yeah like nothing can replace that so that we've turned it into such a negative yeah and I guess it this happens with everything right some some of something is good too much of it is bad like, yeah so always right while we're doing that because that reminded me of something that you put on Instagram the other day that we talked about in our life just while we're on it some of something is good a lot of it is bad let's talk about um chronically high cortisol levels and then we should also touch on insulin response as well because we know there are some people out there doing the rounds getting a lot of press attention Mm. and social media attention talking about insulin response and also cortisol raising if you exercise being a bad thing yeah (laughs) it's the new favorite so emma let's talk about it what happens when you eat food specifically carbohydrates but generally food yeah so this was more about i guess they relate obviously but glucose response Mm -hmm. and people now wearing continuous glucose monitors and being over like really over analyzing these short-term fluctuations in glucose and just we're just caveating this by saying we're talking to metabolically healthy individuals Mm -hmm. here not diabetics or people who genuinely need to be conscious of glucose spikes. So carry yeah, on. Agreed. And I think that's where the like the problem lies is that mm. you're looking at an extreme of someone who cannot handle glucose, mm. i.e. a diabetic. Yeah. And then being like, well, if it's bad for them, it must be bad for me. Yeah. Or if, you know, a lot of something like chronically high glucose levels, that is the hallmark of type 2 diabetes. Yeah, of so you want to obviously avoid that. But normal glucose fluctuations are normal. completely normal and completely healthy and, and safe. Sh- yeah, it's, it's safe. a safe way. Shouldn't be your, avoided. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when your when your blood glucose spikes and you know insulin is is secreted and it is it. What do you say, Emma? You have a really nice term for it. The insulin is like knocking on the door of a cell, being like, "Look, yeah. there's some energy out here that needs Let to be." Let me in. Yeah. We need to store it in a safe place. And then the glucose transporters hear that message, yeah. come to the cell door, open the cell, <laughs> and then the glucose comes in, and yeah. that's a safe place. And this is a healthy store. response, a metabolically healthy. This means 
congratulations, you're a metabolically healthy individual. Like you don't need to monitor it. It's yeah. still, your body's doing it for you. You're fine. The problem then comes with the fact that if you consume fat, you reduce gastric emptying and thus you reduce your insulin spike, you reduce your glucose spike. Yep. Now, if you're only focused on, I just want to avoid high glucose levels, then you end up basically covering a lot yeah. of things in fat. You know, like there's, yeah. there's yeah. examples on social media of like, you could eat an apple or you could eat an apple in covered in butter. like peanut butter and look, lower glucose And then response. the irony, a yeah, lower glucose response, but then you're upping your calories significantly because you're mixing carbs and fats, which ironically, if you continuously do, it's going to put you in the firing line for type 2 diabetes. And now you really yeah. have to watch your blood glucose response. I mean... Yeah. What? What so, is even going on? And then I even think like back to what we were talking about before of maybe going too far on the health and fitness, you know, like worrying too much about certain aspects mm -hmm. and like orthorexia type tendencies. I can see this happening already with people oh, yeah. so obsessive over their glucose response that they're not enjoying food anymore or they're overanalyzing everything. And, and that's probably going to be some form of eating disorder as well. I completely agree. And I think that there's a lot of responsibility that people are going to have to take down the line, but we're doing our best. <laughs> we're doing our best at the moment. And then let's just touch on exercise response, adaptation, stress on the body and increased cortisol levels. A lot of women come to Emma and I and they say, um, I've read that with increased cortisol, it's going to halt my uh, fat burning ability. Um, and obviously when I exercise, we, we all know your cortisol levels will rise. So what kind of intensity should I be exercising at? When should I stop exercising? Emma, much like we just did with insulin, cortisol is a response to exercise versus chronically high cortisol. I mean, exactly the same thing, right? Actually, it's completely normal. Like exercise is a stress on the body mm -hmm. and cortisol will, will be a stress response to that. Mm -hmm. That's actually quite important for the adaptations to exercise as well. Yep. So it's not a negative thing. Now, if you have chronically high that does become potentially a negative thing. But with all of these, so the same arguments given for insulin that it turns off fat, yeah. fat breakdown, which yeah. it does in the short term, right? Yeah. And I think that's where people miss it. It's like, of course it does. It's basically a signal to your body to say, hey, there's energy here. Yeah. Why would you break down your own stored energy, yeah. body fat, when we already have lots of energy? Yeah. And actually that's one of the problems with diabetes is that your body can't hear the signal so well of insulin. So it keeps yeah. producing um, glucose even when there's a lot of glucose there. It's like nose blind. Yeah. So, and, and actually <laughs> that's, that's, like that's a say. bigger problem than the glucose you're taking in from your diet is the fact that you still produce glucose when the glucose is there. Yeah. And so then it can't clear that level of glucose. No matter what, if you're in a calorie deficit, you'll lose fat. So I think people yeah. focus so much on, same with faster training. Oh, I'm burning more fat. And it's like you're using more fat for fuel yeah. during this short period of time. Yeah. That doesn't translate necessarily to more loss of body fat unless you're in a bigger deficit. Exactly. What makes the EC method different? I think everything we're talking about now, we don't just give you, like, look, obviously workouts are important. Calorie ranges are important. Uh, nutrition targets are important. But as, we, as we've been saying, everybody knows what to do. So why isn't everybody in banging shape? Because it's not the numbers. It's not the here's your workout, here are your calories. It's food behavior. It's what happens when you go out drinking with your mates. Do you always hit up the kebab stand on the way home? What happens when you go through a hard time at work? Do you come home and eat everything you can find in the cupboard? You know, we, we talk a lot about a binge restrict cycle, not in the clinically diagnosed sense of binge eating. 
that is not in our remit. We are not food psychologists, so please don't don't misconstrue what we're saying. But we talk about over-restriction and then over-indulgence. And when I try to iron all of this out and it doesn't take a week and you don't get a trophy at the end of the eight weeks if you lost the most amount of weight, it is very much a compassionate personalized one-on-one conversation that we have with you and I think there's also this idea of like well why would why could you two help me you know like like you you seem like you're in good shape you know privileged (laughs) privileged girls Emma and I are beyond passionate about our jobs we are extremely qualified we have helped a hell of a lot of women and men as well the EC method tends to be a lot of women but we both have a lot of male one-to-one clients we really care and we have so much experience at this point. And like, as Emma said in the beginning, we really do continuously add to our qualifications so we can help more and more and more and casting it out wider and wider. And we love it. It is not just a money-making exercise. All you have to do is read the testimonials on our page to realize we create real relationships with our clients. We love it. Um, And I think that's what makes us different. Mm. I think one thing we haven't touched on that's so important to people when they feel like, they're failing on a diet is the environment and this is something that we've kind of been speaking about more and more I think over the last like year or so but like the food environment that you live in yeah and how you can curate that because a lot of people think they lack willpower but it's not so they're making it harder yeah you've literally surrounded yourself with temptation or you're like why do I always overeat after that really long shift? And it's like, you've not prepped you anything. You didn't eat for six hours. Yeah. Like, who is going to go do like a full day of work, come home and not, oh my God, I've got such a problem. It's like, no, you yeah. just need to eat frequently throughout the day. Exactly. Yeah. And, it, and it's figuring out those patterns and it's figuring out them for the individual. And then it's really troubleshooting. Like we always say, if you come to us with a problem and you are actively looking for a solution, you want us to find a solution with you, you're coachable. We'll do everything we possibly oh, can yeah. to help you. Oh yeah. If you're looking for basically excuses not to like I can't do this I can't do this and you're not like I can't do it this way how can I do it yeah that's basically what we need oh absolutely I love that and and I've done a podcast um on this series already about the importance and the huge life-changing results you will get by saying okay I can't do that what can I do okay so you can't you can't train this week because you tore your rotator cuff and maybe not 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 next month either what can you do you can still go for a walk every day you can still do lower body you know every other day in the gym if you want you can still stick to your calories it's just again all or nothing pendulum swing night well oh I tore my rotator cuff so I guess that's it for me but I also think that that's a response to the over restriction you're looking for a way out you're looking for an excuse to not so Emma and I really make the effort to iron out that approach first and foremost so that <laughs> I'm not saying everyone on the EC method tears the rotator cuff, but so that when that injury potentially happens, you don't go to that mindset because you haven't been over restricting. You haven't been overtraining. You're like, oh, OK, well, I can't work out. I guess I'll just do this, this and this instead. Um, and I do think it's it's kind of a bit of a you have to look at somebody's past history with diet and exercise before you can expect to change well before you can expect to get them real permanent results I would say that's one of the best things about group coaching yeah I don't know if you notice the difference sometimes not always if any of my one-to-ones listening but sometimes the difference between one-to-one clients and and the clients we get on the EC method is that like the social norm within EC of looking for solutions like it's almost hard not to when you've got someone who's like I've just finished my sixth chemo bout and I'm recovering from this but you know what I still got my steps in today and I'm so proud of it like yeah Stuff like that. You're like, how yeah. can I like? And my excuse is like, I accidentally <laughs> ate an extra donut. Like, you're like, oh, I need to just get on with things. But no one's telling you to do that. It's just it, it like rubs off with the environment that you're in, and you level up to the people around you. Oh and yeah. 
what you were talking about before about, you know, people having different goals. Everyone in the group gets just as excited, if not more about the person that's like, it's been four rounds, but I've finally gone to the gym and I finally yeah. plucked up the courage. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've done all the home workouts and now I'm finally ready to go and everyone's buzzing. Yeah. Or someone's done a photo shoot and they're doing 10 pull-ups or something, you know, like, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. other extreme. Or I've, I've run my fifth marathon this year. And oh my like, God, yeah. The excitement we get when our clients like, I did a pull-up! Honestly, it's 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 such a pleasure. It's such an honour doing what we do. And I would like to say that we're pretty good at it at this point. And, and like the client the other week who was like, do you know what, I'm going to open up a bit. I'm really, I have really struggles with my body image. I don't want to go to this big party. I don't want to do this. I'm scared of wearing <laughs> this dress. we forced to go to the party. <laughs> and everyone got behind it like, you have you to have go. To and go. like, you're going with your family and you'll regret these things. And the impact is so much more than just like, most people come for fat loss, right? But mm. the impact that it has on all areas of your life. Oh and God, confidence. the amount of clients are like, I went for that promotion and I got it. And now I'm earning more and I'm happier in my job. And we're like, yeah. Well, that's a does, great investment. Well, yeah, well, like, how, is, how does that have anything to do with us? And they're like, no, because you made me have self-belief that mm. I could do a pull-up, that I could run the marathon, that I could get control over my diet because I, every time, like I say, every time I'm, I'm stressed, I overeat. And like all these things happen. And I was like, oh, I have self-belief. I can do this. And like, also I was talking privately to a client the other day who'd been in like quite an abusive relationship for quite a long time and had finally walked away from it. And she was like, I just feel like a different person. And I, it's just, it bleeds out. And that's why I talk about generalized anxiety disorder and diet and exercise. I'm sure a lot of people listening will be like, oh, please, no, no. It changed my life within two months. I was a different person. I think that's also partly why Emma and I are so passionate about it. We have our own experiences with this. You know, we've had our own mental health battles. You know, Emma was, I mean, had to lie on the floor <laughs> 12 hours a day, seven days a week for months. Um, not long ago, what, three three years ago now. Well, it was she, when we were doing EC, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we started doing EC. She yeah. has to do everything from the floor because she couldn't move. Now, this is someone who's incredibly invested in their health and fitness and activity and exercise, sporty girl. It messed with her head and she went through it and she went, she couldn't, she didn't like taking the painkillers and it meant she couldn't do all the other stuff that she had with all this free time that she was trying to reframe and be like, okay, well, at least I can start another business. She take the painkillers, go into some weird kind of ketamine-esque hole, have to come out of it be like, okay, well, I can't do that. And she really grappled with it and really struggled and we've both had hormonal things that have happened to us in the past and you know it, it's it's it means so much to us we know how much it changed our lives and and we really want to pay that forward um we only have a few minutes left do you, what do you want to end on em so i think one of the biggest things that people take away and i think partly because this round that's just finished has finished like in the summer which means that so many people have just gone on holiday mm. and it's really heightened to be like how far I've come with my relationship with food and how I now mm -hmm. feel like I can go on holiday, I can enjoy myself, I'm not mm -hmm. restricting myself, I'm not freaking out and I'm not beating myself up when I come home. And I think that shows a lot. And the whole reason, like the, I would say our whole like ethos behind coaching is you live your life while you get results. You yeah. don't put your life on hold because yeah. that means that like one, life's way too short for that. Yeah. Two, it means it's going to be short-lived and you're going to resent the process. Yeah our whole thing and I actually just had someone this morning because the next intake is starting on Monday being like hey I've got a, a holiday and a hen do like should I wait until the next round and no. I'm like no this is your life realistically and when you really ask yourself the question do you have eight weeks where nothing is going to happen <laughs> no and if you do you need to 
you know, <laughs> you get out. Get and out that's, you need to get out more, and that's me saying that. <laughs> that's Emma. Emma's <laughs> moving all the way to London just to ensure that she gets out more. Um, no, I completely agree. You're never going to have that period. It starts now. It's not like we say, it's not the all or nothing. It's not the pendulum swing. Striking the balance and we iron it out from day one. And people sometimes will get to grips with it after a week or two. Sometimes you'll get to grips. Some people will get to grips with it after a month or two. Um, but start now. Like you might be like, yeah, but if I do the all or nothing approach and I cut my calories and I go to the gym six days a week and da, 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 I do an hour of cardio after every lifting session. Yeah, you're going to get really good results and you're probably going to get really good results in, inside four weeks, let alone eight. Um, and then what? And then what happens when it, you have a hen do? when it's your birthday, when your partner surprises you on your anniversary and you spend a weekend away in Porto. <laughs> then what? Then you come back and now you're quote unquote off the wagon. And and I guarantee you there's going to be a really difficult period of you trying to grapple back that all or nothing mentality to go in all, go and ham again. Why don't we just start now? Why don't we just start to deal with it now? Solve the problem, get you the results. It might not, it might take four months instead of four weeks, but we'll still get you those results and keep them and never, ever have to do the stupid pendulum swing round and round and round about again. Um, I'm, I, and that's what I think I want for our clients. I want mm. everybody to get to that place we got to where I can go on a hen do, come back and crack on. Yeah. Like, there's no problem. And I'm not all in my own head, ruining my life, tearing myself apart, apart all the time. And I think the irony of quick fixes is they're not They're not. Quick. No, you know, you're like, just buying, you're treading water. Yeah, you're taking two steps forward and then three steps back. Mm -hmm. And you normally rebound and put on more weight. And then that's not even considering like the impact of your relationship with food. And an analogy I love for this is if you have a leak in your house and you just keep putting a bucket under it, like that's like the quick fix, right? The bucket mm -hmm. overflows, you need to get a new bucket or the <laughs> water damage in your roof, blah, blah, blah. Whereas if you just paid once, it might be more expensive. It might take a little bit longer than just getting a bucket. You're going to yeah. have to call a plumber. They're going to yeah. have to actually find the source of the problem and fix it. Yeah. It won't happen again. Yeah. And actually, yeah, it might cost, you know, cost more than buying another bucket in terms of time and effort and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> but actually, it, it's way more effective, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Best analogy ever. I love it. Where you're like, you know, you don't get a leak in your house and think like, turn off all the water. It's like, it's yeah. not going to fix anything either. Then what? You know, it's been two days and you ain't had a shower yet. Yeah. Um, okay, look, we've, you know, we've we've kind of, I think hopefully we've given a nice insight into how we coach um, of the obvious things, the workouts, the calories, the numbers. But I also hope that we've given an insight into more evidence-based approach, touching on hormonal responses, for example, um, lack of fear mongering, what we tend to find the problems are for our clients, which is behaviours and psychology, way more than a number. Um, and I hope that, even if one person out there is like, oh, maybe you guys could be the ones for help. We like to think that we are. We will be. We we will. Um, you can sign up at theecmethod.co.uk. We take on new clients every eight weeks. Um, and if you have any questions at all, you can shoot Emma or I a DM and we will get back to you. Emma, thanks for coming on. Thank you. And the only thing I'll leave with it is if you are feeling like you've been dieting your whole life. Like, mm. we really want to help you. This is, like, back to the first question. Like, this is why we created the EC Method. We mm. don't want people to feel like there's no hope, that they've been on and off things doesn't forever. Doesn't work for them. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, the, the diet probably doesn't work for you because you're trying to mold your life around something else. Yes. But actually, we can help you create small changes in your life, make some compromises to actually get long-lasting results and enjoy it at the same time. Like, this is meant to be 
a fun, empowering thing. It's why we have such a laugh on the EC method. Oh, yes. Yeah, and it's off. not, all, you know, we take our job seriously, we don't take ourselves seriously, and everyone's in there like... <laughs> unless I'm having a run. <laughs> you will listen! <laughs> rooting for each other. Yeah, unless yeah. Chloe's like at the start of the round, everybody knuckle down. It works, though. It did work. How many people thanked me at the end of that yeah, round? I know. I was like, right, I'm sick of this now. <laughs> like, There's some on. grads out there who are not doing the work. <laughs> yeah, keep talking about it and not doing it. Um... You know what? That's like exactly like the analogy. We love an analogy too, in case oh. you hadn't realised. Like the analogy of having a baby. The baby has to fit into your life, not the other way around. It's like that with the diet. The diet has to fit into your life. You mm. don't have to fit into the diet's life. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You'll fit around my schedule. <laughs> yeah, baby. Hope you're fucking listening, baby. <laughs> okay. Um, if you guys like this episode of the podcast, oh dear, please do like, subscribe, leave a comment, tell everyone on social media about it. Honestly, it makes such a huge difference. And yeah, like I say, EC Method, shoot us a DM, get on the website and we would love to coach you. At the EC Method. At the EC Method on social media. Podcast Network.